the only podcast that dog watches while recording. This is Bombers. Bombers, this is Bomber number five, Anthony, aka Deg, with my fellow dog watcher, Bomber number three, Zyber, aka Zyber. Hello, dog watcher number three at your service. So what kind of dogs have we seen so far this wonderful evening there, Zyber? Alright, so I saw a skinny looking black lab that always comes out with this big ball in his mouth to go potty. And then I saw... Our neighbors come out with, they only, they have two dogs, but they only ever bring out one at a time to go in a car, and then they drive off somewhere. It's kind of suspicious. So they drive off with one dog, come back with the same dog, and then drive off with the other dog? No, they, they, they don't go back to back, to my knowledge. They just leave with one dog. Is there any... come back. Is there a discernible pattern, or is it at random? It seems pretty at random. I also can't, like, they look exactly the same, so I can't tell if it's the same dog or different dogs. Have you thought that it literally is just the same dog and they only have one dog? No, I've seen both the dogs. At, now, at the time at which you saw both dogs, were you uh, drunk or recently punched in the face or... No, it was when we were moving stuff into the apartment. They opened the balcony door and the two dogs came out and started barking. And they're all like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't think they'd do that. And we're all like... They're dogs. You, you didn't. <laughs> it's actually great. They, uh, at least one of them has this distinct bark. That's just like a... Uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. I can't, I can't I, remember. I want to hear, hear it. Uh, oh, that's sad. It's, it's very like a, distinctive. It's so distinctive. Zyber can't remember it. You know, it's like footsteps. Like you can tell people apart, but you can't just be all like, oh, yes, you make... Yeah, you you sound like crump, crump, crump. My other friend is more like a croop, croop, croop. What? None of exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I, th- I, th- I think it was like a... Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> kind of like a crescendo thing. Like it builds... The dog has to lean into it, sort of warm up its throat before... Like a, like a gong. You have to warm up a gong before you hit it. Yeah, but like every time, like the, if the dog barks three times in a row, it's the same thing all three times. It's just revving its little doggy engine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have dogs on both sides of us. Thankfully, they're not that loud. All right, well, completely and entirely changing gears from that, Zyber, I'd like to get this out of the way. Drinks and foods, where we sample different foods and drinks and let you know how good or not good they are. I'm very curious about this one. I am also exceedingly curious. I was grocery shopping this weekend, Zyber, and saw all of the pumpkin stuff was finally going out, which is as late. It's oh, been wow. pumpkin season for a while. <laughs> no, it hasn't, but continue. <laughs> no, September is the beginning of pumpkins. Well, I guess uh, fair. Depends on if we're talking pumpkin beers, which are in September because of Oktoberfest is in September. As opposed to in October, figure that one out. Um, Thanks. No, that's where the September Fest is. There's no September Fest, and then October is like all you're of just the, you're the just not invited. Pumpkin spice, etc. Because this that I have and found is Hank's genuine seasonal pumpkin spice soda. 
I'm a little worried how this is going to work out. Uh, as I've mentioned before on the show, I like pumpkin. I'm not particularly fond of pumpkin spice. But I couldn't not buy this and try it. And uh, mm. I could only buy it in four packs. So hopefully this is good, because I have more bottles of it. Oh, oh four is better than 24. I got a bottle opener and then just read the cap and it says twist off. Yes, four is better than 12 or 24. Yeah, you, you typically don't need a bottle opener for sodas. Not, I mean, typically, but there are some that are not that. I don't know if, we, do we want to catch a, a photo of this for the friends? It is. No, you, you just uh, keep holding it up there and I'll act like I'm taking a picture. Okay, well, how long? Because uh, eventually I'm going to have to actually drink this. I can't stall for much further. Let's see here. What does that say? Genuine Hank's seasonal. You already said all that stuff. I, I, yeah, it's 12 fluid ounces of this stuff. Uh, low sodium. I feel like there needs to be a quotation mark somewhere on those words. It's probably around the genuine where the quotation marks need to go. Well, it's genuinely from Hank's. So, uh, caffeine-free. What part of Hank's? Don't think too hard. Uh, ingredients. Filtered carbonated water, cane sugar, pumpkin juice, concentrate, citric acid, sodium benzoate as a preservative, caramel color, gum, acacia, yellow number six, and natural and artificial flavors. Well, that guess that's where the spices are. It smells like pumpkin spice. Surprising probably no one. Well, I mean, sometimes the smell's wrong, and it's just like, well, you screwed up then, so they haven't screwed up yet. They haven't screwed up yet. As for the taste... Excuse me. Here's one drinking here. It's actually pretty good, honestly. Nice. It's um It's got that sweetness that you expect from a soda or like a nice like a good pumpkin spice that has the sugars in it. And then it's got that nutmeggy cinnamony spicy pump uh pumpkin spice sort of overall. Like this is a good fall soda. It's got all that nice comforting spice to it. I, I don't know how many times I can say spice in this, but it is it is all of those, all spice and et cetera, pumpkin pie spice. And if you need a drink to spice up your fall, you know where to go. It's definitely... Go to Hank. Well, it's definitely too sugary to use as like an additive or a cooking material or anything like that. But as a straight up drink, pretty good. I don't know, like maybe you could try a... Uh... I want to say Jello cake, but you're probably not going to find pumpkin spice Jello. But I don't know; it is pumpkin season. Or you could just buy straight up regular gelatin, and uh, it's not oh, quite the same. That would be this, weird. This, um, the soda doesn't quite fill up all enough flavor. Yeah, it also requires this the gelatin. Actual, yeah, it's got it's got all the flavors that I expect out of pumpkin spice. It, I mean this in a good way. It tastes like a pumpkin spice candle smells. And it also has pumpkin, so that's a bonus. And, and the fact that it actually had pumpkin juice makes me happy. I mean, like, if it didn't have pumpkin, then they could just call it, like, gingerbread soda or something. In fact, I bet Hank has a gingerbread soda where they just removed the pumpkin. I promise you that this was used for a gingerbread soda where they removed the pumpkin and added slightly, a little bit extra ginger, like a ginger ale type of thing. Yeah. So, um, final review, Hank's pumpkin spice soda i was scared of it to begin with it's actually pretty good 
You know, that just reminds me, my friend had ginger beer at his house, and I just, he was just like, hey, you like ginger beer, right? I go, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Turns out it was birch beer that I liked. Ginger I was beer about, is... <laughs> I was about to say, I really like birch beer. Which yeah, is birch more, beer. Birch beer is more of a sarsaparillo. It's like root beer. Sarsaparillo. Yeah. I mean, all three of them are supposed to be a root beer but yeah ginger it uh it didn't even taste like i was drinking a drink like i'm pretty sure i became less uh hydrated by drinking the spicy (laughs) concoction i like ginger beer too but i also just like the taste of ginger birch beer is much more medicinal it's got that almost like anesthetic flavor to it to it you know what i'm talking about yeah but like i don't know maybe it was just this ginger beer but it just tasted like like spice (laughs) I like all of the above. Just, uh. those, those nice, spicy, strong flavors. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give I'll drink them up. Well, uh, maybe if I added some pumpkin to it, I'd like it. Come on, fine. Hank. Divvy it out. Give me some of your juice. Uh, nope. Moving on from that. Bombastic news, Zyber. Talk about that instead of whatever it was you just said. All right, let me give you the sauce here. Oh, no. If you would like to know more about us, our aspirations, our future plans, our YouTube channel, you can go to our website, thisisbombers.com, <laughs> where it says some of those things. Not all of them. Yeah, some. Uh, also, we got our Discord channel, link in the description below, where you can join, chat with us, chat with other fans of us, chat with people who just happen to be there, whatever feels right for you. Uh, we got another album of the week to talk about. We probably will have time this time. Yep. Uh, I know the game club is going swimmingly. People are talking all about the secret of that Pony Island. That's the name, right? It's just Pony Island. Uh, are there any secrets? There are some secrets. There you go. <laughs> uh, you can also follow us on Twitch where we play video games. Dake at some point is going to be playing Pony Island on there. Yep, uh, coming up soon. One of these. Uh, the, the the game club stuff is sort of just whenever I have time to play it. So there's no uh, set schedule. You'll have to keep an eye on the Discord to see when that happens. Well, we gotta fix it so that Twitter is connected to your uh, Twitch or whatever again. So that then you can follow Twitter and see posts for when he goes online. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's your side of things. I ever you gotta figure that out. I mean, I fixed it on my end. You just had to read. Like, check sync with Twitter. Oh, well then we'll do that. Look forward to seeing useless posts on Twitter soon. On the a Bomber's account near you. Yeah. And finally, if you uh, appreciate all the work we do, you can give us money, become friends of the show, or acquaintance, or best friend, or executive bomb deucer. Go to our Patreon, where uh, if you do that, then you can... Be on the Patreon? Beyond, yeah, I'm, I'm distracted by what you're doing. Sorry, I was setting up for the next news item. <laughs> uh, yeah, so give us money. Uh, you'll get some benefits. Be on the Only Friends channel where you can see a picture of Dig's uh, Hank root or pumpkin spice soda before he drank it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, shout out to our current best friend of the show, Rob. 
our friends Haley, Aaron, and Reaper, and our acquaintances. Thank you for your support. Thank you. And finally, oh, there's a dog running. Oh, with, with a person. Quick, quick dog review, go. <laughs> uh, it looked like some kind of pit mix, and the guy was running, and the dog was just like, heck yeah, let's go. End of review, 10 out of 10. Good Would review. watch again. Good review. Good. Anyway, uh, we, we finally have to announce the winners of our survey drawing because we had a survey. Lots of good stuff happened in that survey. And yep. now one person who took the survey gets to get... A thing. What are they getting again? A thing. A $50 gift card to the winner of this random drawing for the uh, 14 people who responded with their usernames. Thank you for filling out the survey. We are still collating the data from that survey, but we wanted to make sure that this, uh, the winner got announced and we got you your <clears throat> prize. So without any further stalling, I will draw the winner's name. Ready, Zyber? Drum roll. Sure, edit in a, a royalty-free drum roll, I guess. And the winner is... I don't know how to... Is that an I? I can never remember. Arides. Pretty sure that's an I. Arides, who is one of is. the newer members of the Discord server who joined to play Minecraft with us. Congratulations on winning the drawing for filling out the uh, community survey. And we will announce that when this episode goes live. Yep. Get ready for 50 bucks. Congratulations. In a digital format. Yes. Next, we'll roll into stuff that you could potentially spend that $50 on. The upcoming releases for this next week. All right. There, there's a lot of stuff to talk about here. Yeah, I actually, I was looking through the releases, and the, uh, there were a, few, uh, a fair bit of them that I went, hey, these are actually kind of interesting for once. So to start things off tomorrow, October 11th, Tuesday, No More Heroes 3 is getting its release on the PlayStation 4 and 5, the Sexbox, Xbox One, and PC. This was a uh, timed exclusive to the Switch, because, you know, it's No More Heroes. And now it is getting released on all of those other platforms. Any any interest in this one? Like, did you have any interest when it came out on Switch even, Cyber? So, I mean, I still need to play the first two, which I bought, you know, before the used game prices skyrocketed. I bought them for the Wii. I just haven't played them because that requires getting the Wii or Wii U out. And you were too busy playing through Xenoblade Chronicles anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that was way before then. <laughs> um, next day, October 12th, Wednesday, Lego Brick Tales for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. So the quote-unquote last-gen consoles. Um, this is actually kind of a cool-looking little Lego game where it, it looks almost like a mix of Captain Toad and Polybridge. I do like Captain Toad. Yeah, it, it's got a little square with a puzzle in it that you then build some sort of Lego contraption to solve the puzzle, and you can spin around your little square to, to look around and, and get hints and and do your whole 3D build as opposed to Polybridge's straight on. So kind of kind of a neat little 
Lego buildy type game. Then, October 13th. That's yeah, kind of nice for them oh, just sorry? do a simple puzzle game. Yeah, it's kind of nice for them to just do a simple puzzle game instead of always the grand adventure stuff. Yeah, the um, the licensed games are... There's really not much of the actual... It's got that Lego comedy and Lego movie type stuff, but it doesn't have the joy of playing with Legos, you know? So it's cool to see an actual like builder type game that is not the weird Lego world yeah. MMO thing. <laughs> Um, October 13th, Thursday, we have Triangle Strategy getting its PC release. I figured I'd mention that one because I know Haley at least was very excited about Triangle Strategy. And now it's coming to the PC. Oh yeah, Haley. Haley absolutely loved that game. It was fun watching her too. My only disappointment is that she stopped right before like getting the true ending kind of thing. Boo, and it's definitely sad. worth getting the true ending because the other endings are pretty depressing. Oh no! And also, well, especially see... because we found oh. out, uh, we found out that the path that she took, there was only like two things that she did wrong to get the not get the true ending. Oh, that's really disappointing. Yeah, uh, for those like, but it, it is one of those games that has. High replayability, though, so... Yeah, but I was about to say, for those long games like that, replayability is not necessarily great. Well, I mean, lot. the thing is that you can do the new game plus with all your stats and such, so... Fair. It speeds it up, then. That's good. Um, ne next up on the list that I have here is a... I, no, I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce this, the Last Order Crew, which is coming to PlayStation 5, Sexbox, and PC. This uh, is an action RPG. Um, it looks sort of like a Souls-like style thing. What I found interesting about the description is it is fantasy sci-fi. Uh, you play as a character who was inserted, stuck, I don't know, underneath a planetary shield in this environment. Um where you have access to a Bioshock Vita Chamber style rebirthing uh, technology, but the entire world has sort of regressed technologically to more of a fantasy setting, and a lot of the sci-fi elements are now regarded, uh, per Clark's Law, as magic instead of technology. Um, Clark's Law, of course, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. So it seemed kind of interesting for that kind of uh, take on the setting. I see on the Steam page that it has a, a user-defined tag for Choices Matter. And yes, it did say that um, it is... I just saw, which path will you choose? <laughs> it is intended to be either solo or, I believe, two-player co-op. And the way mm -hmm. in which you play the game will affect the way that the story plays out as you go. Online co-op. So That'd be could be neat. Something. Yeah. Uh, there's also Fueled Up coming to the PlayStation 4 and 5, mm -hmm. Sexbox, Xbox One, and PC. In This game looks uh, like an overcooked style uh, multiplayer, couch multiplayer, four player um, 
idea in which you play as a bunch of robots who are attempting to fix up spaceships before a giant space octopus eats the spaceship. So you have to run around and refuel the spaceship, repair the spaceship, prevent yourself from getting eaten by the octopus in a very overcooked style hullabaloo. So it seemed like a fun party game to me. It does seem fun. It could possibly be a a survival Sunday game. Could. Could possibly. Because, again, don't want to get eaten by that octopus. I just don't see um, too much of a story in this game. It looks like it's very one-off type of uh, maps and stuff. But we'll see. It's coming out on Thursday. On Friday, we have two games coming out on Friday. They are Dragon Ball The Breakers for PlayStation 4 and 5, Sexbox, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. This is an asymmetrical multiplayer game that, to me, looks like a Dead by Daylight clone with Dragon Ball put over top of it. Uh, You have your, I believe it's four to six hero characters and your one um, breaker or uh, invader, whatever they call it, that currently I believe the characters that were the the, the killer, if you will, Free, yeah, Free, have. <laughs> Frieza, Boo, and Cell are attempting to hunt down the hero characters that are all like none of the big powerful Saiyan types. It's like Bulma and Yamcha and Purr, Poir. The pig sorry. guy. <laughs> Like, n- normal, normal, uh, quote-unquote, NPC <laughs> Dragon Ball characters. And I guess, like, uh, original characters? Yeah, so, some, some, a lot of them seem like the original ones, which is in- entertaining because the killers are all Dragon Ball Z-era uh, villains. But the whole idea is they've been pulled into some weird temporal warp, and you have to run around and avoid getting killed by the invader while fixing a powerful time machine to go back to your time period, a la fixing the generators in Dead by Daylight while not getting killed. Uh, What seemed interesting in this one, as a little twist on the DVD format, is that the villain can actually destroy portions of the map to make it harder for the hero characters to uh, escape, succeed, live, basically. So that seemed like a fun little twist. Yeah, I'd say that, like, compared to Dead by Daylight, Dragon Ball Breakers just uh, has, like, a more macro kind of setting, where it's bigger, you're able to move faster, and you also, like, have more abilities, even as the people that, you know, aren't powerful. The quote-unquote survivors, if you will. Yeah, like, they can do more than just walk around and fix things and, you know, heal people. They can, looks like they got, like, a zip line and the... I forget his name, the pig guy can, you know, transform into objects like Gary's mod. Oolong. Oolong. Yeah, that's it. Which, it's been a while since I've watched Dragon Ball. It feels like they're, they're pulling that a little bit. I don't know if you remember um, Prop Hunt is another DVD clone. Yeah. That's... Where you turn into what? objects. To, uh, Prop Hunt, it was I mean, called. It's, yeah, I know. That's that's what I meant by Gary's mod, because it, it was Gary's mod. No, there's... Or no, so I think it's called Prop Knight um, is a DVD clone uh, with a hunter... And you have your characters that are attempting to fix generators, but you can do the the Gary's Mod prop hunt style, changing okay. into items to hide thing. I think it's called Prop Knight. Yeah, like the weirdest thing to me about this game, though, was the amount of backlash it got as soon as it was announced. Like, people were just all like, this isn't a DBZ game, I want another fighter game. And I'm just like, you guys 
just got Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah. I don't. There's I don't enough. Understand. I want more uh, than just like, straight up fighting games. Thank you. It's like I'm sorry. Maybe shonen games don't always have to be shonen. <laughs> don't have to be straight up. Here's another fighting game. And again, it is technically Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z, which means, among other things, it can span the entire franchise as opposed to just being Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, like, they they could easily add, well, I mean, they could easily add villains, but also they're not going to have as many as powerful villains to add, I guess. Well... But they definitely can add more of the weaker characters. Yeah, there's a, there's a large cast of supplementary characters that they can add, and there's enough villain characters to have fun with the the villain characters uh, you get it the last yeah. game on this list on friday the 14th is scorn coming to the sex box xbox one and pc uh, i can tell you for a fact that they've been pretty excited about this one because it's been sitting on the P- xbox pc app as an upcoming game for a while um <laughs> i added this you one because 10 percent off on steam right now it seemed like it was a little bit up your alley uh, potentially an atmospheric first person horror adventure set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. It's like pretty gross looking Zyber. If you look at the, the trailer for it, you're like walking through these f- gross fleshy corridors. There's a lot of, it looks like a lot of body horror, like blood and gore type of just over the top. It reminds me, uh, we played, you know, we've, played Halo 3 a bit ago, and there was that one stage where you're on the flood-infested ship. It reminds me of that. Yeah, the visuals are very, like, hell in Doom games or flood levels in Halo games with that, just that fleshy grossness all over the place. Um, yeah, so... Or, or I'm like, tell um, you this. I, li- I like horror, but I don't actually play many horror games. Like, uh, Geiger... Who did the concept art for Aliens or Alien, the first one? All of that, like weird amorphous forms. It's sort of like that. I thought you were doing a um, you were trying to do a horror game stream day for a while there. Yeah, that ended when I was no longer free on any nights. Uh, I feel that. I feel that pain. Well, if you do end up free, here's a, a gross horror game. It's not, I'll tell you this, I won't play it. <laughs> no. Well, that's obvious. Yeah. No, the only horror game I own right now is actually Resident Evil 6? No, 7. 7. That's one before Village. Yeah. 7 was the one in, like, the Louisiana swamps, right? It was called... 7's the one that had, like, the full VR experience. Biohazard. Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, going back to the, initi- yeah. the original name of it. Yeah. Well, those are all the upcoming releases for this week. Uh, if there's any that you're interested in or end up actually purchasing, let us know in the Discord. Um, you know, if you are going to buy it, if you did buy it, what it's like, all that kind of fun stuff. Be interested to see your thoughts on any of these games. Yeah. Tell us if you think we should buy it. Yeah, that too. Um... Shall we move on with more news items and and talk about the uh, the Mar- Oh, I think it's time. The Mario movie. The trailer It's time for the Mario movie. Oh boy. The trailer just came out earlier today as we are recording this. 
in the Nintendo Direct. So it's like fresh on both of our minds. Yeah, I understand that you probably three days, four days from now, we're just all like, oh, enough, but no, we gotta talk about it. Yeah, it, ju- it just happened for us, so uh, you're gonna listen to us. I don't know. Uh, we'll figure out our thoughts on it by the end of this segment. Zyber, thoughts on thoughts on it. <laughs> so, did you watch the whole direct or just the trailer? I, I watched the whole direct. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Why Chris Pratt? <laughs> Here, what I find the weirdest part of that is that someone got that video and didn't go, hey, Chris, this sucks. Do it again. They went, well, let's try and edit it down into a reasonable thing That's and then put exactly it out Exactly what they did. Like, like all the cuts and stuff in that video. I'm just all like, oof. Yeah. And even with all of the cuts, it was painful. It was so painful. It's just like, all right, Chris, you need to act like you played a video game before. Can you do that? Yeah, yeah, sure, oh, yeah totally. Oh, oh, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, but also, I'm high or something. The thing that worries me the most is that the reason that they edited it down like that is because that was not a one and done take. That just was the best that they got. Yeah, and then it moves on to Jack Black and like. He also sound a bit stiff in the interview, but I imagine it's still probably it's just like Jack Black. We need you to say something like this, but at least he did it so much better. I mean, say what you will about Jack Black in general, but he's animated and energetic and like clearly into it, even if he doesn't one hundred percent like come across as an old school gamer type of person. He's excited yeah. about the thing that he is doing because that's Jack Black. He's always excited about whatever it is that he is doing at this moment. And like, honestly, listening to Jack Black, I'm just like, I don't know. How would you sound as Bowser? But then I hear Bowser. It's I good. Go, oh, it was good. I yeah, want, that, that's, that's good. I want more. There's a, I feel like there's a reason that there was more Bowser in that trailer <laughs> oh, than yeah. Mario because his Bowser was good. Oh yeah, it was great. I I enjoyed Kamek's voice. That was fine. Yeah, Kamek uh, was good. But then you, the, then you get to the other two voices. Well, the not the other two, but let's start with those penguins. Which I was like, this whole sequence reeks of the script writing of Illumination. Yeah. 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 It's. I mean. At least the before and after the penguins do stuff was amazing looking. <laughs> yeah, I said this. Yeah. I said this in the Discord earlier when when I watched it, and I stand by it. Watching that and seeing the awesome animation at the very beginning, and then having that dumb little scripted moment, and then the awesome animation after, I went to myself. I said, "Do I really want a Mario movie when I could just be getting another Mario game with a slight emphasis on narrative along the lines of, say, Super Mario RPG or Paper Mario or any of those Mario games that have an emphasis on narrative. Yeah. So one thing, the dog with the big ball was outside again. Nice. The other thing, we, we've seen similar intro stuff like that 
and Mario Galaxy. Yep. They had like a pretty intimidating Bowser come in, destroy the place, kidnap the entire castle. I was thinking that as it was going. I I thought they were going a galaxy route for it, and then they pulled out the weird penguin thing, and I went, okay, whatever. And then, so then it shows Mario entering the Mushroom Kingdom, and it looks like he's never existed in this place his entire life. And I'm just all like, we really don't need an origin story for Mario, guys. Just let him have existed. It's like, we didn't need an intro, we didn't need an origin story for Bowser. We get it. We don't need an origin story for Mario either. We, yeah. we get it. And I hate, I, I felt, uh, Chris Pratt's Mario. It was, it was, terrible. it was bad. It was not. There was like, there was like three words where he tried to have an Italian accent. And even then. It was terrible. And then the rest of it was no Italian accent whatsoever. And that's with him having delivered a total of what, like four or five lines in the trailer? Yeah, it was, it was like less than 20 words. Yeah. It sounded like just Chris Pratt talking and occasionally attempting to, to try. Because that's all he can do. Like that's he can't change his voice at all he's not a and he's so not a voice like, actor he's a regular actor it's just the most egregious example of the trend of casting just a big name screen actor in your animated movie just for the name recognition not because they're actually good at voice roles and it's just so crazy that every video game movie they do this for it's like guys you don't need the high-up people to make the video game movies have a success. In fact, you should be trying to just get the video game, you know, gamers even, into watching it. Even if you... Because they're they're the ones that are most skeptical. Yeah, and they're the ones that are going to make or break your mark. Look, look at the way... <laughs> this is going to be a weird mental connection, but look at the way that the Wii was a successful console because all of the Nintendo fanboys went to all of their friends and family and said, this is awesome, try it out. You get the gamers on yeah. board, and they'll be free advertising for you. Sonic the Hedgehog the movie. All of the Sonic fans ended up actually liking it. And it succeeded. And spreading the word. Yeah. It's just so sad. Even if, you don't, like... even if you don't cast Charles Martinet, who is the video game voice actor of Mario, even if you don't cast him, cast a voice actor. Who can be Mario, not Chris Pratt, who is not Mario. It's just Chris Pratt. I hear that, and I hear just Chris. That's it. Yeah, like, people posted the French dub of the trailer, and apparently the French Mario voice sounds a lot better. I haven't listened to it, but now I definitely need to. Did you listen to it, Tyler? I haven't either, okay. no. <laughs> I'm just trusting, what was it, Nemi? Uh, yes. Just... I will check the Discord right now. Yeah, it was Nemi. I'm just trusting Nemi's word that yeah. the French sounds a lot better. I trust Nemi's call on that too. But like again, why? Just, just why? So we've got his. We've got Chris Rat's terrible interview <laughs> segment, and then we've got him just being himself as Mario. This is not an auspicious start. This is not how you want to introduce this. To a world that was already skeptical. Yeah, I remember prior to the trailer, people were all like, oh, but like he was Emmett in the Lego movies and such. Like, okay, well, one, he doesn't have to change his voice yeah. at all. He's still just Chris Pratt yeah. there. 
It's, it's, it's just... not a pre-existing character with expectations behind it. And, as you said, yeah. it's basically just Chris Pratt, the Lego character, <laughs> the Lego figure. Yeah, that's it. And then, too, it's just whatever it wants. It's a Lego figure, whatever. He didn't have to do much there. In this one, he's trying to fit a role. There's certain expectations behind Mario. Mario has been Charles Martinet since Mario had a voice. Yeah. There are expectations like, for what that sounds like. Even if you don't and so I <laughs> even even if you don't have but, Charles doing the voice, and even if you don't have someone pretending to be Charles doing the voice, you need to have something evocative of that. At least similar or at least understandably, you know, channeling that idea, that feel. Heck, go back but go back to the original Brooklyn sound of his like yeah. cartoon or pull up Captain Lou Al- live action movie. Ca- pull up Captain Lou Albano from the Super Mario Brothers Super <laughs> Show. And Captain Lou Albano in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show sounds more like Mario than Chris Pratt as the modern Mario. Sorry, the pumpkin spice soda's coming up a little bit. <laughs> I like I I would rather listen to Bob Hoskins. Mario. It's gonna be Danny DeVito Mario. I don't. I don't Danny care. DeVito Mario would be pretty good too. So for like you know possible reasons that Charles Martinet doesn't have the role. I mean I don't know. He's I don't think he said anything to my knowledge. I mean among other things, he's getting on in years and is probably very close to retiring. If yeah, and I'm just like I, I can understand if he turned it down himself just because he want doesn't want to try to do a whole role because that's a whole movie so, and it's not just making you know it's a me and and little wah, wah, wah. it's an actual full scripted role with dialogue. Yeah, so like, I'm not really going a hundred percent into it. Should have been Charles Martinet just because I mean usually with those kind of roles the original voice actor will say. Yeah, no, I was never asked or whatever. That happens all the time, sadly. Yep. And to my knowledge, that hasn't come. At- he hasn't said anything. So yeah. even Nintendo's just all like, "We'll give you money if you just don't, just say don't anything," say or he just didn't want to do it. I don't know. Well, and also, like, has anyone straight up asked him? Because I, it feels like he's not just going to volunteer that information. You know. Yeah, I I don't know, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to be all like, oh, it should have been him because, I mean, I could not, come up with plenty of reasons why. I'm not going to say it should have been him. I will say he probably would have done a better job. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just know there's just so many people that should that are just being all like, you know, Charles Martinet or nothing. And I'm just like, well. I'm willing to entertain other ideas, but I will stand firm that Chris Pratt was a bad idea. Oh, definitely. And then we do have... Uh, a bit of Toad talking, and that one, I think I just need to hear more, too. I think I would need really. to hear more to make a judgment call. Alright, there's a little dog now outside. I have no idea what kind of dog it We're is. We're talking, like... It's a little white with uh, black ears and top of head, and like, a few splotches here and there at black. Like a handbag dog? A bit bigger than okay. that. Hmm. Oh, uh, uh, there we go. Ugh, that... And then... So then, uh, on to, you know, character design and such. I absolutely loved Bowser and all the Koopas and all that stuff. Yeah, honestly, even the penguins looked very, like, okay, I, these these are characters from a Mario game-style penguins. They remind me of, like, you know, the penguins you saw in the new Super Mario Bros. Yep. That's what I was thinking of, too. 
Yeah. The, and uh, uh, yeah. Total- <laughs> it gave me confusion seeing like their kingdom as soon as the gates open. I saw the penguins. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. The um. Everything. Everything before Mario's introduction. On board with all those character designs. On board with the way the animation looked. Everything about that was was great. Toad looked honestly pretty good. Yeah, Toad was I thought, fine. I thought Toad it's, looked fine. It's kind of hard to go wrong with Toad. I yeah, because Toad so. is such a um, cartoony character to begin with. It works perfectly fine in this setting. But then you get to like the mushroom setting in general. I'm just like, I really hope they never come back to this mushroom place outside of him entering it. It, it looked it terrible, did not look I think. It, it, it was weird did not look like mushroom kingdom or mario it it looked like mushroom world from the sonic movies i was thinking that it looked like way more mushrooms and slightly cartoonish more colors but yeah it reminded me of that too yeah, it it wasn't i don't know what their inspiration was whether it was like the the very early like super mario brothers 3 mushroom levels or or what but that's not the Mushroom Kingdom we've seen in modern Mario, and so much of the rest of it seemed very inspired by that more modern Mario visuals. It was very jarring. Yeah, because like you look at the poster, the poster they originally sent out that was so much like, oh yeah, this is totally Mario Odyssey, everything from there kind of stuff. But then they show us this trailer, and it's like, well, they showed us a completely barren Iceland, which is fine, and then they show us a land. Covered to from head to toe with weird mushrooms. Weird, not realistic red cap mushrooms. I didn't. I. And I don't. Yeah, I, I didn't particularly care for the way that the mushroom kingdom looked either. So I am curious to see, like, what are all the uh, locations that are going to be in this movie, and are they going to be similar to that where it's a theme exploded onto the ground? I, I, I like <clears throat> theming. But there is such a thing as leaning too hard. Yeah. And then... And then we get to Mario. Mario himself. I... He's got chubby he's cheeks. Got, he's got baby fat. <laughs> he's got bigger cheeks on his face than his... <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, Cyber. <laughs> Didn't know you were looking that closely. Everyone's talking about <laughs> it's it. It's true, though. It's... It's... <laughs> I don't... Like, the visuals might not annoy me so much were I not already so annoyed at the mismatch of the voice that they chose for Mario. So having him look sort of weird with a bad voice annoys me more than if they had a good voice it's, and he looked sort of weird. It's like a third party. It's, it's, like, it's like a Walmart brand cereal of Mario. It's, it's like That's what it looks like. Which is a shame because I've bought the Mario <laughs> cereal and that Mario looks like Mario. Yeah, well, that that wasn't the Walmart. No, brand, it was so. Nintendo brand or whatever they partnered with. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, like it's you know it's not like oh they got to replace him like they did with Sonic. It's not nearly that bad. Just, I'll probably get used to it, but it's just like a, you were doing so well with all these other guys. Why why is Mario specifically the one that looks weird, so off looking? Yeah, yeah, and like as you said in the initial poster that was like you know the the castle on top and the stores the one that they had as the image for the preview on the nintendo direct where you only see mario's back that looks pretty good that looks like mario from behind 
it's seeing him from the front. His face is is off. It looks like it looks like Super Mario sixty four, but someone grabbed the cheeks and pulled them out. My only guess as to why they made his face like this is that it maybe like it allows him to be more expressive uh, with his emotions. Because you know, in the video games, he does he just has to be like oh and oh, oh and grr. That's that's basically oh, it. Yeah, I, I I imagine that they did it for a range of emotion, but I don't know why they did it this way for that range of Luigi looked good. I would have. I was really, really wanted to. So there was Luigi yes. in there. Okay. I, I was just like, am I just colorblind or is that? No, Luigi was in the very end there. And he. Okay. He looked good. He looked like Luigi. I, I, we never actually really got to hear him. So no judgment call on that. But uh, the actual visuals is like, yeah, that is clearly Luigi. And despite. <laughs> even if I didn't see him being green. I would have been able to say that's Luigi, not Mario. So I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, like tell you. <laughs> I saw he he looked like you know taller and slender, and so that's why I was just like, "Wait, is that Luigi?" But it was like an action scene, and I didn't feel like going back. <laughs> so. Fair. Yeah, he looked fine, but, and, and and they seemed to have encapsulated the basic Luigi, like he was running away from stuff and hiding type of things. Like, oh, yeah, that's the Luigi I know. Yeah, it showed like a lava area and. That, like, both made me like, oh, cool, it's a different scene, but also, I really hope it's not just an explosion of lava everywhere. Yeah, I, I want... I want to see more trailers, basically, at this point. Like, I want to see more actual, like, let me know what Luigi's voice is. What's what's Peach sound like? Like, there's a lot, there's a lot more that we don't have, but there's also a lot more that we didn't have before this trailer, so... Yeah, like, this, this is... The reveal trailer, which technically they never had a reveal trailer, so this is the reveal trailer. The reveal trailer. And what they've done with it, besides the specifically the Mario scene, I thought the rest of it looked really good and sounded really yeah. good. So we we just gotta wait for the, the next trailers. Usually there is at least one or two before uh, it had April sixth, I think was the release date. I actually didn't even notice that. Uh, bad journalism. Um, but there will be there will be more. Tra- I mean, we're gonna get the full like pre-movie trailer that plays as an actual trailer trailer in the theaters. Yeah, I gotta wait for thing. that narrator whatever in a, trailer. In a world where mushrooms are literally everywhere. One Person man. From my head screaming. Uh, um, so, like, for this, is it a A-bomb or the bomb I kind of want to say it's the bomb for not being a, a complete A-bomb. Bomb, you know? Expectations were so low that this is the bomb, (laughs) but with the understanding that expectations were so low, and it is is sort of a mixed bag. It's like Jack Black, Bowser, awesome, great, loved it. Chris Pratt, Mario, honestly pretty freaking terrible. And I, I mean both their parts in the trailer itself and their little, like, interview esque segments. To the point where I almost wish... Yeah, Yeah, that was terrible. I almost wish they just hadn't had those interview segments in the beginning and had literally just been like, here's the trailer. It probably would have gone over better. Probably. But also, like, it was also interesting them being like, all right, we've done this. Uh, We're starting the lighting. The composer is starting the composing. With Koji Kondo, that's That was a good... 
bit of news that Koji is actually working with the composer, because that means we are going to get a lot of that good Nintendo Mario sound mixed in there. And we, we did get that those good little musical cues and all of that in the trailer, so that should be good. Yeah, like, we can tell from this that Nintendo is getting extremely involved in this, as we figured they would be. And so we just got to hope that, you know, they do enough. But yeah, that music is definitely a positive to me. Like, I love the Sonic movies, but it's really disappointing the lack of Sonic music that they have yeah, in them. Yeah, I 100% agree. And honestly, I think the fact that they're doing a full-on, like, we're writing music with Koji Kondos for the soundtrack type of thing means that we're going to hopefully avoid the animation animated movie uh, pitfall of throwing in pop songs that immediately date the movie and draw you out oh, of the yeah. world. I hate that. Which is a huge, well, not huge, but Illumination loves their pop, their pop songs. songs and, yeah. stuff. and one thing I did find interesting, now that we're talking about Illumination's involvement, did you notice that the Illumination CEO or whatever his position was said that they had been working on this for seven years. It was seven years that I the heard... talks had begun for this movie. Yeah, so not necessarily working on it, but talks began seven years ago. Quote, least, quote unquote so. working on it. But that's I found that but interesting. I, th I think I remember like it was originally leaked that they were working on a movie quite a while ago, and then they announced it like within a year after that. But that was not seven years ago, because the, the initial... Well, no, not seven years the ago. The initial leak, I think it, we were doing Bombers when that leak came out. So that was within... We've been doing Bombers for a I while. I was going to say that was within the last three years at the initial leak. So there's still a lot of time if they're going back seven years for the the talks. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, talks... Talks can talk. Talks, yeah. But action, who knows when action started. Yeah, so... Um, you know, it it would be really great though if I could you know express my issue with the voice acting stuff. Being like, I wish I could boycott this movie, but also it's a video game movie, and I don't want to boycott that because it's already hard enough getting. Video they will game clearly movies. learn the wrong lesson, and that the lesson they will learn is video game movies are still cancer, and not maybe we should have actually bothered with this video game movie. Yeah, especially because it's animated. The last animated video game movie, to my knowledge, was Ratchet and Clank, which I also actually really liked, but so many people hate it because they're just like, oh, it's just the the video game, the movie version of the video game for the PS4. All right, so uh, among other things, I did not know that there was a Ratchet and Clank movie. So Yeah, they released it like a month or two before the game came huh. out. That's news to me. And... I it depends on what you mean by animated video game movie release because I mean like there's an animated Doom movie uh, Doom Annihilation I think it's called but that uh, was I like only, a Net, Netflix only, only release or something like that so uh, well those are harder too I mean they have like Castlevania and all that stuff on Netflix too series so. not a movie but I get what you're going for Still. It's still video game uh, based, inspired. I don't know. It's based on a video game. Whatever. Yeah. Point is, I agree with you. It's going to be a weird because they're probably not going to learn the correct lesson, which is cast voice actors 
in your animated films. They're going to learn the don't make video game movies. And it's like, no. I see with the Russia and Clank movie, it had all the original voice actors because it was a movie tied in with the video game that had all the original voice actors. What? That's crazy. And sadly it failed because I, I still don't understand why. I mean, I, I, they didn't market it apparently because, again, I'm just learning about that now. Oh, I saw ads for it all the time. It's completely new to me. So, final takeaway. This... The, <laughs> it, the, I think the final takeaway is this is some manner of bomb. Can't Chris Pratt. Chris is Pratt a is a bomb. Jack Black is the bomb. The movie oh, will yeah. exist. Um, have you done now? That was what we did today. Have you done anything else interesting in the past week for the Minish recap? Well, as people on the Discord would know, I made some s'mores macarons. I'm pretty sure I posted that. You did. They looked amazing. They were so good. And the reason I made them was to take them to a murder mystery birthday party. Because we all just brought snacks and stuff there. Birthday party. Yep. The guy had a birthday party. He decided to set up a murder mystery with all of his friends and family. Were you the murderer, Cyber? I was not... I was a, uh, I was the vice president or something like that of the environmental health and safety. What? Section. Did you have to interview for this position? Like, <laughs> it was the the theme was office party and not just office party, like a very high end office, a party. very specific office. Yeah, uh, so that was great, though. So basically, some, like, high-up leader person is the person who was killed, and of course she was, like, hated by everyone, so it's like, well, who hated her enough to kill her? Uh, who hated her the most? <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Haley and I uh, figured out after the first round that neither of us killed her because, oh, it takes a healthy body, and I had a back pain, and she had tennis elbows or something like uh, that. You know what? You could still murder someone with tennis elbows. I know. It's always disappointing when, like, there's only, like, five people that were suspects out of the 20-something after the first round because that's how many finger fingerprints were on the stapler. Murdered with a stapler? That takes some effort. <laughs> Was was it a red yeah. swing line? Hit twice, apparently. Hit twice with a stapler and dead? Was this person already dying of cancer? <laughs> what kind of stapler was this? It's a like an good industrial, one. like, staple machine? Like, geez, did they shove them into a uh, <laughs> stapler machine? Uh gross. So, anyway, it turns out it was the HR person who was actually, like... Some evil person who joined the company in order to kidnap the CEO and get a ransom. That was a completely separate story happening. There was a weird amount of work put into this. Well, it was just something he found online. He didn't come. Oh, okay. That makes slightly more sense. But anyways... So the HR person, the he acted so great. He actually got like a really old desktop monitor, set it up on a cart, got a wheelchair, and was just rolling around being, with the keyboard being like, hmm, yes, if you have any HR complaints, I'll follow it away. Hmm, done. Now go away, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, 
And then it turns out his actual brother, who was also at the party, played the role of the detective, no, the assassin, actually, who was there to kill him. To kill him. the HR person? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot and going also, on with this setup. And then there was also a Russian spy and a detective who was trying to get the Russian spy. And I'm just like, man, and Haley and I were just... Normal old employees. A germaphobe and a anxiety-induced person. That that's <laughs> that's. It was fun though. Disappointing for you. <laughs> everyone, everyone loved my macarons. Yeah, well, that goes without any real questioning on that. They again looked amazing. <laughs> yeah, so I was just like, Cyber, you are now the macaron guy, and I'm just all like, No, not macarons. It's <laughs> way too much. Effort. Macarons are a pain. I was I was really happy with them though they they ended up way really nice Good. looking. My head keeps disappearing. I've in the been camera. half ignoring it. Um, <laughs> speaking of murder mysteries, uh, Rumor and I are planning to run a murder mystery on the Discord server at the end of October. We have three signups. We need five total signups to run it, and we can accept up to eight signups. So if you're interested in participating in a fun murder mystery that uh, Rumor and I have designed from the ground up, please check out the Discord and sign up. Yeah, we can do two to five more people. Exactly. Two to five more. We need two. We'll take five. Can... Uh, good candy. Candy? Take uh, five. Yeah, good candy. Yeah. Yeah, I join except that I'm busy so. all the time. Yep. Um, as for my ministry <clears throat> cap, uh, just yesterday, uh, my dad came over to help me do some work on the house. We set up some cabinets in my basement, set up a basement refrigerator, and in order to set up the basement refrigerator, we actually put in uh, a new outlet uh, wired in to an existing outlet, just extended. That um, now the refrigerator and the 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 fan pump for my heater is plugged into that because before there was just a uh, a jury rigged extension cord going from the fan pump to the outlet that we turned into a router box basically. Um, but now I have a basement fridge and I've got some cabinetry set up there that I still need to get countertops for, but I'm going to be turning that whole countertop area into my own little brewer's corner for making mead and stuff. Nice. Uh, when am I coming I don't know, over? When, uh, sure, right? you come over January? <laughs> that's, that's when Bombcraft or the, the, whatever. What is it called? I don't know. Bomb, Bombcon? <laughs> I don't know. This is, this is conventioners? Whatever. Uh, all these suggestions are they're, abomination. They're all bad. Um, I have a, a single gallon of mead that is currently brewing down there that will be like technically ready for January, but it won't be aged at that point, so it'll be a little sketchy. I mean, it'll be good. It just won't have mellowed out. It'll be fresh. And I, again, am okay. going to up my production with that cabinet, cabinetry countertop area. And, um, uh, I'm trying to line up, like, honey suppliers. I've got one friend who just recently, uh, bottled up honey from their hive that I need to get with them and be like, hey, 
give me some of that honey. And looking forward. Give me the bee the juice. The bee juice. Well, I did actually this past week watch Beetlejuice. It's not quite bee juice, but it is Beetlejuice. Um, I wanted, you know, I wanted a little bit of... Add a toll. Yeah, add a toll. I wanted to get a little bit of uh, that October feel, so I sat sat down and watched Beetlejuice. And uh, overall, it mostly holds up. Still fun. Still very, I mean, early Tim Burton. So. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's just all like, it could be bad, but it's actually not. That's like how I feel while watching it. Yeah. There's some like sign of the times type of stuff here and there, but uh, overall, everything in it holds up. I mean, Beetlejuice himself is supposed to be the antagonistic villain, so it did make me want, weirdly enough, it did make me want to watch some of the old Beetlejuice cartoon, because I used to watch that all the time growing up. Yeah. Yeah, I actually saw a few episodes of that before I watched the movie, so watching the movie made me pretty confused. Yeah, I definitely watched way more of the cartoon before I ever watched the movie. They are not the same. <laughs> nope. Well, hopefully by next week I can talk about Hocus Pocus 2, who I haven't had time to sit down and watch Yep, that I'm doing yet. that this weekend, so we can both talk about that on the next show if we want. I'm actually it's... Uh, going this weekend to a watch party. With uh, Alexandra, our guest from a couple weeks ago. Nice. I've actually heard that it's better than the first one. I'm just like, oh, okay. Hmm. I have not really heard much at all. So I, I also, like, not going to lie, never really was one of those people that was super into Hocus Pocus anyway. That was more my sisters than me. So it, it doesn't have the same meaning to me. I'm just going to hang out with friends and eat good food. And... I mean, for me, it was hard not to have watched Hocus Pocus every year all the time. Just because, I mean, there was a point when I was getting my braces and they had Hocus Pocus on the TV while it was happening. <laughs> so you, you were stuck with it either way. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's not a terrible movie. Uh, it's it's more one of those, uh, it's so 90s. Yeah. And it was never a like childhood memory movie. Like I, I swear it probably was on when I was a kid, but I never really like watched it. So sad. It doesn't have that same nostalgia factor for me. You gotta understand, Dig. It's very important that this high schooler isn't a virgin and proves it by burning a candle that releases witches if a virgin burns it. Something like that. I don't know. That's that's a wild. That's exactly what no, but it I mean. Is. Like that's just a wild plot line. What a what a what a yeah. crazy way to initiate your entire movie. Uh, I also over the past week played some Shredder's Revenge, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle um, beat 'em up, and it was really fun. I had a great time with it. it, it that <clears throat> that is nostalgia fuel for me. The old old TMNT beat em ups like that. I don't have much more to say other than I really liked it. It was good. Um, good. It was cool because yeah. it's up to up to six player, uh, like the the X Men cabinet was that kind of stuff. Um, That's a lot of players. It did get a little. We were playing with three people, and it got a little bit busy. So I can imagine getting extremely confused and lost playing with six players. 
and uh, played some Plate Up, the Yogg's Cast game that is basically like a roguelite version of Overcooked, where you play through a set amount of days of a business making food in an overcooked style, and as you do it, you unlock different restaurant upgrades and dishes and etc. that can affect your play your your subsequent playthroughs it was pretty cool i am definitely wanting to play more of that and getting a group around together around that because i know we've played overcooked before with the bombers so let's play some yeah. let's play some played up it's available now, i got it on steam so we can play it on steam if anybody's interested in that and i could share my screen for absolutely no reason no reason we want to talk about the album of the week. Yep, that will or... be our final bit of discussion here, I think. will be, um, this week was uh, Eben the Scrooge, who, I don't remember the name of the album off the top of my head. Let me pull it up here. That is so sad. How could you not I don't remember, remember a lot the of, name of the album, of which is uh, The Book of Secrets by Lorena McKennett. Yes, that is what it is. Um, which came out in 1997, according to Spotify. And what did you yep. think of it, actually? I'm curious, because I don't think you posted your um, thoughts on it in the Discord. I posted thoughts, just wasn't that big of thoughts. Like most cyber thoughts. I said her voice is pretty immaculate. <laughs> that is, that is, yeah, th- those are your thoughts. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I thought it was pretty nice, like... It's had some haunting feelings. It had some uh, Arabic in yep, one song, which was fun. <laughs> and it's it had a, it had a lot yeah. of good um, acoustics throughout the entire album. The very first two songs made me think a lot of Yuki Kajira, who is a Japanese composer songwriter who did music for um dot hack um uh, noir a couple other uh things Mo- most well known i think for dot hack um yuki put out a an album that was fiction that was a collection of her different things that i listened to a lot in high school and the very first song was like exceedingly similar to to Yuki Kajira's cynical world, and then the next one had a lot more of that like sort of reminiscent sound to it, and then it's departed from that into a. I don't know when fiction came out compared or any of those songs on fiction came out compared to this, but I feel like they were, they had to have been some sort of contemporaneous or inspired by each other because there's no way that they were that close accidentally. It just it it, it, it was too. Too similar to me. But I liked it because it reminded me of other songs that I did like. And then I listened to more and it was just this nice acoustic sort of bardic feel to it all. And yeah, yeah, definitely in the middle there got real melancholic and sort of like, you know, it was was a little bit of a downer, kind of sad. But then it it ended on that nice Gregorian Benedictine, like that that church chant, that very Catholic prayer type of thing. I mean, it was called Dante's Prayer, so uh, <laughs> there's your inspiration right there. That 
really was calming and like centering almost, which was a great way to leave the album after the sort of emotional journey that the rest of it kind of takes you on there. I liked it. Good choice. Next week is you, Zyber. So are you going to announce your your pick now or are you going to wait and let us know on the Discord? So here's the issue. So like my plan is to go through a bunch of the vinyls I've been collecting and choose those as the albums for the week whenever it happens. And so initially I was just like, oh crap, which one like is a good album to do and such. And then I started listening to a bunch of them while making macarons because you know that took like forever 24 <laughs> hours to do. Yeah. And then I was just like, oh crap, which one do I specifically choose now? <laughs> because there's so many good ones. So I just need to go down there and pick one. But I mean, that's kind of what I like about vinyls is I'm picking ones. I'm just like, yes, almost all these songs I like because it's not like, you know, CDs or digital where I can specify which songs to listen to. I can't just skip songs. So it's it's fun listening to records. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like if I could maybe skip a side, but I don't have any records I'd want to do that with. Yeah. I did recently get a Greatest Hits album for The Offspring. Oh, nice. That sounds fun. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to listen to that. So what I'm hearing is you're not making a decision for this recording. So if you want to know what Zyber's pick for album of the week was, you'll have to go to the Discord. Yes. Fair enough. Or just wait until the next recording where we'll talk about it. Talk about it, yeah. And... And my, uh, I will also just say, oh, I like their voices. <laughs> oh boy, killing me here. I can't, I can't really get into the grittiness of songs like I can with video games and movies and such. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you know, to each their own, as it were. I just, I'm still having fun like, with it. <laughs> Like, I can think of, like, what makes songs good, but I can't listen to songs and be like, oh, yes, they did the certain things and these certain things really well. It's like, it's, I don't know, it's like how I can listen to people speak Spanish, but I cannot speak Spanish myself. Yeah. It's the opposite, I guess, in this case, actually. I mean, when it comes to music, I mean, that, that was sort of a thing that I was a little bit running into, even with this album. A lot of times I listen to the music not so much the actual words you know what i mean yeah so i don't know anyway let us know what you think about music the The, uh the book of secrets there were secrets somewhere in there by lorena mckinnett thank you scroogey for the choice of evan uh